to Eternal Love of Spirit podcast with me, Laura Rubio. Stay tuned to learn all about the afterlife, mediumship and different types of healing modalities. You will meet some of today's finest mediums and healers who are leaving the world a little better with their contributions to the field of intuitive arts. I extend you a warm welcome and I thank you for being here. Today we have a very special show because we have two guests on, two of my dear friends, Katie Campolongo and Lisa Irwin. How are you ladies? Good. How are you? Very well. So I'll start with Katie. Katie is a psychic medium and healer. She is a mom to three girls. I think they're adult girls now, right, Katie? Yeah, youngest just turned 30 yesterday. Oh my gosh. So they're all gone from home. They don't live at home, right? The youngest comes and goes, you know, adventures around the the world. Oh, lovely. And she's a wife and a grandmother to two beautiful girls. Mm -hmm. She is an avid animal activist and rescuer. She resides in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's in the United States. And she lives with her husband, Nick, and all of their animals. Correct. And then we have Lisa Irwin. Lisa is a spiritual medium with her gifts being handed down through her mom's heritage. She is a mother to three boys and a wife. She resides in Montrose, Scotland with her family. So we have one lady from Scotland and one from America today. So this makes for a very special show. And I just want to thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Oh, you're very welcome. And so let's start with you, Katie. What are you currently doing? You're offering mediumship readings? Correct. Correct. Um, I'm offering readings um, in person in the greater Cincinnati area. Um, I'm also offering Zoom readings. I've done them all over. I've done them in um, with people in Scotland, um, Australia, um, and then, you know, Western United States. So pretty much everywhere on Zoom. And then I do do a few um, fairs, um, body, mind, spirit, expo fairs. Um, my next one is June 9th um, in the greater Cincinnati area. And let's see what else. I do telephone calls for for readings also. And that's I've been pretty busy. Just finished up a, a big uh, psychic fair here in Cincinnati. And so I'm a little I'm a little um, worn out. But other than that, I'm good. Very good. Did you do a lot of readings? And what was it a day or two days? It's two days. It's this particular one was Saturday and Sunday. And I did um, quite a few on Saturday, not quite as busy on Sunday. Um, This that particular fair is twice a year. The November fair is much busier than the April fair. You know, the weather in April here is hit or miss. And if it happens to fall on a good, nice, warm day, then not as many people will come inside because we're all just chomping to be out and working in the yards and all, all that type of thing. So I think that affected Sunday, but no big deal. Enjoying the weather, I'm sure, no doubt. And Lisa, what are you doing with yourself? Are you offering readings currently? I am, yes. Um, as, as you said, I'm a spiritual medium and I'm offering 
readings in person, I've created this beautiful rainbow room that I that I call myself rainbow room readings. And um, I do readings face to face in my lovely room. And I also do spiritual affairs, which I've got one this Saturday, this Sunday coming. Um, but I do do readings on Zoom as well. But I'm not as accomplished as Katie at this stage in the game. So I'm in awe of her, I have to say. But yes, um, in, in my stage, I am sort of doing readings and offering readings on my page on Facebook. That's good. Well, I know the listeners can't see where you are, but we're getting a lovely view of your rainbow room. And it's very colourful and looks really nice. Thank you very much. Yes, I have to say I was I was very lucky to be, have, be able to create this. And I have a very supportive husband who lets me go a little bit crazy in my ideas. So I'm very lucky. Can you have your husband speak with my husband? Because I need a reading room. <laughs> I'll just loan him out occasionally. <laughs> um, so Katie, let's start with you. We'll jump back over to Katie. We'd love to hear about your early life background, where you grew up, your home, your family. Okay. Start start us there. Well, I was born and have grown up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, My family, almost my entire family, immigrated to the U.S. from Ireland and Germany in the mid 1800s and settled in Cincinnati. Um, really nowhere else. Got off the boat, took a boat down the river, the Ohio River, and ended up here. Um, so, yeah, I'm. I lived here my whole life. I knew I was psychic from a very young age. Um, I would see things, know things, that type of thing. Um, And what I tell people now to come to me, particularly with young people, um, and they are asking about their child being psychic. The first question I ask is, were you afraid of the dark? And if they tell me yes, I'll say, why? And they'll say, I saw things. Well, right then I know that they probably did have some, they were seeing energy that they could not recognize and of course if they told their parents their parents would say oh you know you're making it up type thing but yeah that's what happened to me and um you know I I just saw shadows I saw wings uh fly over me um and that type of thing I just knew things I just I just knew things and I avoided I don't want to say so a lot of my friends knew I was would say I was psychic oh my god you're psychic and they would come to me with questions or what do you think about this what do you think about that my superpower when I was in my 20s was I knew when women were pregnant don't ask me why it just popped in my head and it would turn out to be true but so that type of thing was always with me always with me um and then um I would occasionally get a message you know but I didn't know who they were from And I was a little leery about um, investigating that side of it. Um, And my husband kept saying, you have to, you, you need to look into this. You need to look into being a medium or what mediums are doing because you you're getting stuff. So um, with his encouragement, I finally decided to pursue mediumship. Um, And that's been 
quite the journey. A few years now. Yeah, it's been a few years now. So when you were a child, did you tell anyone about your experiences? Oh, I had the most pragmatic mother in the entire world. And she always, my biggest, my biggest uh, comment I will make about my mom and um, psychic and mediumistic abilities are, oh, that's just a bunch of hocus pocus because she didn't buy into that at all, which is funny because her mother and her aunt, her mother's sister were both psychic. And, um, and my aunt, I believe my aunt, her sister also had some, some, some strong intuitive abilities, but my mom was very pragmatic, didn't have time for it. Um, and still to this day, rarely comes through for me. <laughs> so much like Lisa, then the gifts run through the women's side of your family. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing all that about your early life. And now we shoot over to Lisa. And we're just going to ask you the same thing. I would I know that's not a Scottish accent, Lisa. So where did you have your beginnings? Well, I'm a very true Essex girl. And um, I sort of started my life in Essex um, with my mum and dad. And they had itchy feet, a pair of them. So they used to, one used to want to move and then the other one would move. So we, we went through till I was about 16 or 15, 16, and they would just constantly move. So I, I sort of, uh, I've not really got very good roots, I have to say. So that sort of went on when my father left my mum. I ended up sort of moving around in my then chosen profession, which was in the hotel trade. And then I moved around various hotels. Uh, and then when I decided to change career, I went to live back near my mother, who was then by that time in North Wales, and um, and then started a different career and, and sort of then started to join back into spiritualism. I had actually started at an early age with my mum because she used to go to spiritualist churches as her grand oh. as her parents had been. And uh, so I sort of revisited it once I'd sort of got quite a bit of my early career out of the way. And so in my like late 20s, early 30s, I sort of started back going to spiritualist churches on a regular basis. So, so can I just ask you then, as a child, you actually went to spiritualist services? I did. Um, I was allowed to. I think uh, at the time it was obviously permission from the parents that they, you know, they they were happy for us to go along, um, and the churches allowed it. I wasn't. I don't think I was ultra young. I don't think I was like sort of in toddler stage, but I certainly was in my um, early high school, sort of possibly late primary. I certainly went then, and uh, yeah, at the time I sort of found the mediumship, the clairvoyance, very interesting. But as a child, I found the philosophy very boring. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a lovely introduction for me to sort of to go to spiritualist churches at that stage. And I've just recently revisited my very first church I used to go to, which was very nice and very bizarre. Um, oh, having, yeah, having gone to many churches over the years. So, yeah, right. so I ended up meeting um, my husband in North Wales. And he then wanted to come back to Scotland, his roots. And that's where I am now. Ah, so you moved for love. I moved for love. Yes, indeedy. Uh, and then I have three lovely boys now. So, and 
uh, one's showing some spiritual spirituality. I would say I had him uh, being frightened of going upstairs, and 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 there was he one place piano, and and he wouldn't go up on his own, and I couldn't understand it, and then the penny dropped, and it worked out that he's seeing spirit now. So yes, well I've got it from my mother's line, but it looks like it's going to carry on through my middle son uh, yeah. when he decides to carry on with himself, you know. But uh, well, at the moment he's just enjoying being a 15, 16 year old. That's good he has you so you can recognize what's going on with him and lead him. Sure. And I think once I talked to him and I explained what was happening, it did seem to calm him down. And now he doesn't talk about it. Every now and then I'll say, he goes, oh, I see him occasionally and whatever. So he's quite happy with it all. And I'm very open in the way I talk about things and the boys know what I do. Um, my husband's very supportive and he tells everybody at his work. And so, um, yeah, things are good for me. I don't have the barriers that some people sometimes have. Did you, like your son, have any experiences when you were young? Well, it's funny, you like listening to Katie talking, I... I can't honestly put hand on heart. My memory is pretty, pretty awful. Um, but what I will say is, is that I used to play on my own a lot. I have two sisters and one's five years older than me and one's seven years. So obviously when they were going out, I was stuck at home. And I used to play on my own a lot, but through choice as well. And my mum quite often used to say, you know, she'd sort of find me at my own place. So I, I can only assume that my spirit friends were around and keeping me nice and active. I see that a lot. I see a lot of mediums don't think they had spiritual experiences, but whenever they start talking about they spent a lot of time alone and they were okay being alone, and then they start talking about their imaginary friends. And so I, I think it happens so much more than we realize or recognize. Certainly. And so then how did you first, I know you touched on that briefly, Katie, about why you started to get into it. Mm -hmm. So how did you first become aware of the messages coming in or did you have to go somewhere for that to really unfold? Um, what, what started as... Um, I guess what it started for me is I started uh, feeling energy around me um, and it wasn't my energy. It came at different times of my life. Um, probably when I was about five or six, um, then um, when I was about 10, I remember specifically having, um, having a, episode I guess and then um I'm trying to remember um in my early 20s I also started sensing things um again strongly but then I got married had a baby and life happened and I kind of put everything on the back burner and then it really, really, really hit me hard um, in about 2007. And um, that is when I went to your beloved country of Ireland. And um, I I was claustrophobic the whole time I was there. Now, how can you be claustrophobic in Ireland? You know, you're all out in this beautiful green, green and gray space. 
Um, but I felt like there were people, I, I couldn't see them, but I felt like they were like this close to me, like trying to get my attention, like, hey, hey, listen to me. Hey, hey, I'd go to sleep at night and I could feel this energy all over the top of me, more or less. And um, when I came back, it like came with me, that same sensation of this energy. And it was all around. I couldn't walk in my woods without something following me out of my woods. Um, I would go down in the basement. I would see people in the corner of my eye, that type of thing. So that's when it really, 2007 was when I really knew that it was more than just a little bit of intuitive ability. I knew there was more to it. And that's when I probably started my real education of it was about 2007 kind of I can imagine whenever all this was happening that you felt like you needed to get some help or well I was a little bit I will be honest with you I didn't know a whole lot about mediumship per se at the time and I was afraid because all of these pretty much uninvited energies were like attaching to me or coming near me I was afraid if I worked on it that I would introduce something into my life that I wasn't able to control I was afraid I would um, welcome inadvertently dark something dark or sinister or something that I could not control um, opening an unwanted portal so to speak you know I just didn't know so luckily I did start studying about mediumship and working on it and realize that you know we have so much control over what we actually get and what we don't get and that um the power of setting an intention is just I can't emphasize the power of setting an intention in this line of work so absolutely intention and boundaries will dictate your experience within mediumship exactly that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so you do think Ireland's a very spiritual place? Oh my God, yes. Oh yes. I when I go, I'm going back next summer with my husband, and we'll see how it is. Um, that'll be my fourth time visiting there. So, um, the first time I went, I was very young, or you know, a young, very young adult, just graduated college, and. Um, remember thinking, you know, um, I was going home to a place I'd never been before, like the John Denver song. So I, I, I can only think that was my D, the imprints of my DNA were coming through, you know, it's so. almost like a spirit initiation, like our girls come home. Now it's time to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wonderful. Yeah, Thank it you. Is, it is. It's special. Certainly. Okay, Lisa, how did you get your first foray into the world of mediumship? Um, well, as I say, my mum was, um, she was a practicing medium. No, she wasn't. She was, um, she, she was in development, let's put it that way. And so as I got older, uh, and as I say, life took a turn of hotel trade and whatever. And when I went back to live near her, she had a, her own circle with a, a very fantastic medium called Olive Esker, um, who's, who's gone to spirit herself now. But she used to take a circle and I got into this circle for a while. 
And I do remember getting my first message and I was just blown away you know, because to me, I'd, I'd, I'd got this bowler hat, and it, 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 this vision, I could just see this wonderful bowler hat and it was sort of coming up. And the lady who I was given the message to, she just said, oh, well, she said, that's my dad. She said, because that's what he ha- I've kept of his, his bowler hat. And I was just blown away. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And then, you know, got a few bits and bobs here and there, little tasters when I sat in different circles. Um, I think, wow, you know, you can do this. And obviously spirit just give you little tasters of what your potential is. And so for me, it sort of spurred me on. And I started to sit in circle regularly. Um, and then I had my first child. So that sort of put pay to that really for my progression um, until such times as I've moved up to Scotland and I was in a position to sort of to go to um, more courses and things. However, before I left North Wales, I was very lucky because the church that I belonged to was Colwyn Bay and we had our medium week with the Arthur Finley College and I got selected. So in 2008, after having my second child, I've had him in the May and in, uh, I think it was August, I went off to the Arthur Finley College to have a week there, which was the most amazing experience for me because I got to spend time with all the top mediums, um, Eileen Davis being one of them, who I managed to get into her mediumship uh, section of the week. And again, I think having quite a few experiences there just made me realise that that's the way I wanted to go. But I had I had been lucky also. My mother had had a message from a top medium early on when I was very young. And I had been at the church and she pointed to my mum and said, well, you're going to be a good medium, she said, but she's going to be a better medium than you. So for me, it was like, oh, this is in the cards. Um, so that's why I felt, I think, you know, with spirit, I've been telling me for a whole lifetime. So it's been wonderful, really. That's very exciting. And would you care to share who that medium was? Well, as I say, unless my, my memory is that bad, but it was Mavis Patilla, um, because my mum used to talk about her. So um, wow. you know, she's got, just recently gone to spirit, but she's obviously Sadly. one of the yeah. That's wonderful. That really was spirit showing you this is the possibility for you, Lisa. Yeah, yeah certainly. So um, but as Katie was saying, you know, life takes takes over and you have to do your material life yeah. until such times as spirit can creep back in yeah. yeah I believe that and I hear a lot of mediums who kind of get on the path or have their gifts are in development and then they have kids mm-hmm. and then I guess life gets too busy and they put it off and then they revisit after you mm-hmm. know so it's 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 twofold. It's our spiritual life and our physical life. And we have to find right. that balance. Right. Well, it's been my experience that because life happens and we do put things on the back burner and I'm always, and I will say, I'm always amazed at any woman or man who can actually do this while raising children, because it's extremely difficult um, time-wise but I believe that spirit talks to us and will continue to talk to us until we acknowledge it and work with spirit. I don't think it goes away. It will come back. Um, and so, you know, I, I think you do eventually have to acknowledge it in yourself 
if spirit is knocking on your door. The funny thing about Mavis Fatilla is I, I was also able to study with her for a, a, a class um, in New Jersey. And she was going around telling everybody in her class because she felt that if you were a medium, it was in your blood, basically. And you were either a medium or you weren't. And if you weren't, Mavis believed you never were going to be, is where a lot of people teach that anybody connect with spirit. So it, it's, I guess it's a personal belief with everybody, whatever they think. But that was Mavis's belief. And I remember her going from person to person. And she did tell me that I was a third generation medium. Um, and I thought that was interesting because I knew I was psychic and I knew that was the third generation that I knew of, of being psychic, but that she actually said it was a medium um, that it kind of makes you feel good, doesn't it, Lisa? <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's, but that's very unfair because who's going to tell me, ladies? <laughs> Well, well, maybe we know you're a wonderful medium. We know that. Thank yes, you, thank you, you. you don't need Mavis to tell you. <laughs> she can tell me from the spirit side of life. You're welcome anytime, Mavis, to come through. If she could, but I, my guess is Mavis is vibrating so far ab above us, we may not hear from her yeah. <laughs> for a while. Okay. Her and and we sadly lost Reverend Janet. Yeah, Janet as well. Okay. Shortly, which is really Very ironic. Sad. Yeah, you know, they were such good friends, weren't they? Yeah, that we lost them, like, I think it was like within, what, four to six weeks of each other, maybe? Yeah, I it was know. really quick. But yeah. So I'm sure they're up there guiding and leading all the new mediums because they want the work to continue. Exactly. So, you know, spiritualism was very important to them. And so are you guys spiritualists? I know you said you are, Lisa, but I'm not sure about you, Katie. I'm not anything. You just are. I'm just me. I'm just me. I don't belong to any church right now or any religion. I was raised Catholic, um, but I don't attend mass or anything like that or the sacraments. Um, I'm a little bit of a rebel and I'm not a very good rule follower. So um, organized religion doesn't work for me. Um, I do think I'm very spiritual. Um, I think I'm as I think I'm very, very spiritual. As a matter of fact, I just don't, I shy away from organized religion because it just, yeah. it's just not for you. It's not for me. So then you never took the route of sitting in any kind of circle to do with no, I did sit in church. circles. I've, I've, well, not through a church. I okay. sat in circle for many years with my original mentor, Joey and Franchina, um, who is, um, actually a minister at the spiritualist church in Cincinnati and also she was ordained um, at a spiritualist church in Lilydale, New York um, but she held circles and I attended her circles for many years um, but it wasn't at the church it was in her office so that's wonderful and it's good to know that it still works and you can still get good training yeah. Lisa, you have been in spiritualist circles, is that right? That's right, yeah. I used to, was in a spiritualist circle in Colin Bay. Um, I've been in spiritualist circles. I, I run my own church here um, oh. in a place called Crago, which is just outside Montrose. And um, we're not actually affiliated to the Spiritual National Union um, in Great Britain. 
but spiritual national union is, is, is huge here in, in Britain. So, but I do follow the same principles. Um, we're just not bound with them at, at the moment. Um, and so we follow the seven principles that we have. And I run a service and I run an open circle. I don't run the open circle, but one of my mediums does. We have an open circle here. And we have uh, sort of our services of mediumship, so that's wonderful. And I also do Zoom services. But the actual circle I've been with, working with um, Ivy Campbell, um, and she's been mentoring me for a couple of years, basically to, to get me moving, really. I think um, we all need a bit of a kick every now and then, and she certainly does that for me. Um, so she's, she's, a, she's a good mentor. But I have also had mentors with Gordon Smith, and uh, Eileen Davis had uh, took mentorships out through COVID with Gordon Smith and uh, with Eileen, um, both fantastic mediums. But as I say, currently with Ivy, and she just sits down to the ground, tells it how it is. She she keeps you right. So um, talking about classes, what do you think you need to do to to develop your mediumship? For me, um, well, I'm. I'm on the great understanding, I've spent many, many years going to various courses, and um, and although they've been fantastic and they've been very, very interesting, what I understand now is is that unless you sit for spirit and you sit in the power, we talk about sitting in the power, it just mean basically means you sit for spirit to get to know your own spirit, and there you connect with your guides, and that may just possibly be just ten to fifteen minutes a day just to sit with them, to give them the respect that they should have. And then they teach you and they guide you. And um, I've not been the best student to do that, but I do understand that the importance of it now. And so we, I'm with, in collaboration with Ivy, we are actually doing a couple of courses. One of them is sitting in power, because basically I do feel there's so many really good mediums that would benefit from going back to basics really i think to get to really know yourself and get to know your spirit and your spirit guides um because i think so many times these courses they don't really show that um so that's where i think the importance is to really get your good foundation sitting in the power so that's uh, a really good word foundation so before maybe people go out and find courses and learn practical exercises, it's good to have your own foundation, right? Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Thank you for sharing. And Katie, do you want to talk a little bit about your courses or who you studied with? Okay. Um, well, I originally took um, my mediumship certification course through Joey and Frentrina at um, Inner Compass here in Cincinnati. Joanna is a I believe fifth generation medium um, and they all were um, in Lilydale, New York, a spiritual community, the oldest spiritual community in the United States, not too, too far from Hydesville where the Fox sisters started. Um, anyway, Joanne is, um, she's come from a long line and uh studied with her initially, and then she brought on um, a fellow medium called Chad Siebert, who's probably one of the best evidential mediums I've ever had the pleasure to work with. And he's become a bit of a mentor too. 
Chad was actually a, I would call him a protege of Janet Novick. Um, oh. That's where his, so he's very evidential. Um, Janet was a great believer in the British, British style of mediumship. She felt that that's where true mediumship lay. Okay. Um, so anyway, so then I did work with Chad. I too took a mentorship program during COVID with Gordon Smith. It was very um, entertaining um, because he's a funny guy. Um, but also, um, he probably is the person who let me know that the way that I connected with spirit was okay. Um, I, you know, I have very, very strong psychic abilities and they do sometimes come get in the way, but Gordon kind of said, that's okay, <laughs> you know, and he's one of the few that said that. So that made me feel good um, about his program. But the best part of Gordon's program is that I met um, several lovely people who I'm still friends with. And I feel like the whole purpose of that program was to be where I am today with the friends that I have from that mediumship program. I also um, have taken courses with Eileen Davies, who I am very, very fond of and think the world of. Um, and I, I, I'm getting a little tug to contact her to take courses with her again. Um, I've taken courses with... Um, uh, what's his name? John Holland, who is in the U.S. I think he's in Massachusetts. I've taken his mentorship program. And it seems like there's another one in there somewhere, but I can't. Oh, I did take courses with Mavis um, pre-COVID. And uh, so, yeah, those are, I'm always, I'm always, you're always learning, as you know, you're never going to get this right. I mean, exactly right. You we get glimpses of the other side, but we're never going to get it all. And we're never going to know it all. And it's just, an, it's a spiritual journey that never ends. You know, once you make that step, it's just something you'll be on the rest of your life. It's a spiritual journey. And every day is something different, something new. And spirit has so much to teach us if we only listen. So, yeah, it's a lifelong um, journey for sure. For both of you ladies, I know you talked about psychic abilities and mediumship abilities. Has it grown into any other areas such as inspirational speaking or trance or physical mediumship? Well, for me, um, it hasn't at the moment. Um, obviously, meeting your good self and you're very much interested in trance, that's sort of spiked my interest um but i was i went and had a spiritual assessment with eileen davis and in that um she gives an hour and she tunes in with her guides my guides and and, and gives a good detailed account of my spiritual journey and why i found that very fascinating because she actually said that um i was going to be a trance healer um, as of yet, I haven't sort of dabbled in that area. Um, but what I found quite fascinating, that, that was at the time when I was doing her mentorship. And she had given me a pioneer to look up and to do a, um, to do like a sort of demonstration, um, 
presentation of. Um, and the lady she gave me was Gladys Osborne Leonard. And I'm not the best of readers and I sort of read her book and she was a trans healer. And it was just so interesting that what Eileen had said about myself um, really was very similar to what Gladys has gone through. So I'm quite intrigued to see where my journey goes, but as of yet, I'm quite happy with my mediumship, but we'll see where spirit take me. So it sounds like trance may be a little bit in the future for you, Lisa. Mm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, I have to say. I have also actually had a spiritual assessment by Eileen Davies, and I just thought it was fabulous. I would highly recommend it to anybody. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, every penny is worth it. And, it and it's quite penny. reasonable. Yeah, very she's reasonable. Very, reasonable. very reasonable. It's just good for reaffirming if you have any doubts, if you're supposed to be on this path. And she can also tune in to see where your abilities lie because she has such a strong connection with spirit. So EileenDavies.com, a little plug for our lovely Eileen. How about you, Katie? Um, well, you know, I, um, I do hold space for someone who is developing his trans work. Been doing that for several years um, and have watched an incredible medium um, come very far in, in trance. And I'm always in awe. Um, every time I sit with him, I personally don't see myself developing to that extent, um, but you never know. I've had numerous people tell me, but do you do trance? Do you do trance? Because I guess sometimes it looks like I'm going off somewhere when I'm doing a reading, but I'm not aware of it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's not that I'm not open to it. I just don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll just, we'll see. No. Um, well, I'm sure you're getting the practice in sitting and holding uh, space for yeah. this medium for a reason. Exactly. And I'm sure spirit will use that in the future. Mm -hmm. And that will lead us into teaching. I don't know, I just, I feel like I have to tell you, I think there's going to be a teaching aspect to your work, Katie. But let me back up from that. Have you began teaching? The only thing, well, I did have a circle um, a few years ago with some like-minded individuals that live fairly close to me that were all um, interested in developing their intuition. And we did that, you know, I did teach and do this intuitive development it probably only lasted about a year and it dwindled off, you know, as they got busy doing other things that I only had actually one person coming and meditating with me. And um, although she is definitely has gifts, but I did that. I do mentor a lot for um, friends that are teaching, um, particularly Joanne. I've helped her in a lot of classes. I've also sat for her certifications to um, be like, I wouldn't say the judge, but certainly be the, the um, I don't even know the word, what it's called, but with other people as they are, um, that have gone through her program and are wanting to be certified. I have been one of the instructors um, that basically graded them on their development. So yeah, I've done teaching here and there. Um, 
I'm kind of lazy though. I've got to be honest. And it's a lot of work to set all that up. And it is. I'm yeah. not sure. I, you know, it's a lot easier just being a mentor because you just pop in and there you are and you give them your views. And I'm, you know, I'm quite chatty. So it's pretty easy for me to do that. So, um, you know, I'm not very organized. I'm not a rule follower. I really am not. I kind of wing things. So, you know, I'm, I'm not a stickler. And that's why I don't, I think I shy away from that a bit. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Um, <laughs> Lisa is your complete opposite. Yes, she Lisa is. is the taskmaster, the queen of organizing. And so can you tell us, have you began teaching? Well, it's funny actually listening to Katie talk because uh, as you both ladies know, I'm a bit of a bossy one and um, I'm a bit of a born organizer. And that's really was my background. Before I had my children, I worked in various um, areas of training. And I sort of trained first aid and I've sort of trained health and safety and police officers and all different things. And now I sort of train people with guide dogs in, in a volunteer capacity. So it's sort of for me is a bit of a, a natural thing for me to go into training. So I have run my own developing circle. Granted, it was quite small, but I have run that sort of it was been four to six people at a time, which is quite nice for a developing circle, not to be too big. Um, but currently I'm running courses with Ivy Campbell, who, as I say, is a CSN, CSNU medium with the Spiritual National Union. Um, and we're running courses to do sort of sit in the power and mediumship courses. So although I'm not the ultimate trainer, uh, she's the teacher and I'm the facilitator. But as time goes on, um, I can see myself sort of doing lots more training and training sort of sitting in the power because I do feel quite passionate about that and helping people in the start of their journey um, and it's surprising I think without being too arrogant about it it's surprising how much we actually know um, we don't give ourselves credit for as we go through and I think as we've been told by our mentors uh, it's just important that we we just pass it on we pass it on our knowledge as we've we've gathered it and if we pass it on in the um, spirit that we're, <laughs> the spirit that we are um, given, that we, we should be passing that on to the next generation and helping people. So yes, I can see myself teaching more and more um, on Zoom and, and, and in person in my, my little church. So yes, that's, that, that's my bag really. Very good. And so I wanna ask both of you ladies, what would your advice be for students who are currently in development for mediumship? Well, I would say congratulations. <laughs> um, and uh, I would also say, don't give up and be patient and trust spirit. Um, I honestly believe the secret is sitting in the power, sitting in your power, developing that. I think if you do that and you are committed to that, you will be surprised how far you will go. And um, that's that's my advice. Just keep at it. You know, it's a never ending journey. Great advice. Great advice. How about you, Lisa? 
Yeah, not nothing really much else to add, just to sort of to echo what Katie's saying. Um, trust has been my biggest thing. I think I, I have had five lovely letters put up on my wall for trust. So I remember that every time I come in my rainbow room, it's trust in spirit. They'll never let you down. They're always going to be there. And uh, they're there to help you. They're help, there to guide you. And it's very important to trust. Um, but as I said earlier, this is what Katie's saying. Sitting in the power is just so important. Um, and just don't go ahead and do too many glorified courses that sound good. You know, because it's like everything. You know, you don't go to university um, and expect to know everything by the first sort of term. You have to do the work. But the important thing is in doing the work, you'll get so much more out of it um, and so much more um, within yourself, I would say, to get to know you. It's just so important. And I think as much as there's wonderful courses out there, just be aware of what you're going to and why you're going to them and just question yourself before you do it, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree with the trust. What about confidence? I know a lot of students at some part of their development have issues with confidence. Maybe they go out too soon, they demonstrate too soon, or they just have times where they feel like their connection with spirit is gone. What would you tell students regarding their confidence? Well, for me, um, it's just, I, I myself had a little, bit of a, a little bit of a bump in the road. And I can honestly say, yeah, I can understand you know, that, that we, we all have that. Um, it's a hard one. I would say get back on the horse and trust. And, and just, you know, we, we probably all thought, oh, no, this isn't for me or whatever. But remember that once spirit have got you, they will use you in all different ways. And they teach you as you go along. So as, as you go on in your journey and you think, oh, and, then, and I've heard so many mediums over the years um, say, oh, they, they're working me differently. And I think a lot of the time that happens. Um, so where you may not be able to particularly produce the goods in a particular way that you've always done, it's just another way of them giving you more, um, stretching you really, stretching your, your abilities. But at the time you may think that, that you've, lost, you've lost what you've got, but uh, it's a case of trusting again. I don't know if that helps at all. It does. Katie, would you like to add anything about confidence? I don't know if there's anything I can add. I think she pretty much summed it up. Thing. You know, it's funny. She, she was talking about it. And I, I said, in my mind, get back on the horse. Exactly when she said, get back on the horse. <laughs> Sometimes I tune into Lisa a little too much. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and I think there are ebb and flows in our development. Um, Certainly, I have have had that where I really uh, felt like I've lost the link with spirit. Um, I was told to be patient and it would come back and it did. Um, so it, but it it took a little time. And, um, you know, I really believe sitting again, sitting in the power, sitting in your power is definitely the key is definitely the key. And um, I, I don't know that I can stress that enough. And I think everything else falls into place. If you trust spirit, if you truly, truly 
trust spirit. Your confidence shouldn't be a question, but we all struggle. We all struggle. But if we're trusting spirit, spirit's not going to let us down. And um, I think that's the, the, the hump we have to get over. You know, the block we have to get through is that, you know, our ego, our, I think our egos are connected to our confidence, our self-confidence. And we just have to, I, and I know everyone struggles with this. We just have to put that aside and just let spirit do spirit's work through us, through us. And yes. um, I think everything else falls into place. I you know. Okay. <laughs> if I could practice what I preached, I would just be phenomenal. But <laughs> well, what I've heard both of you say is spirit will never let you down. And so if you are a medium listening in today and you're struggling with your confidence, just know that spirit will never let you down and don't lose hope. Before I let you go, I would like to give you guys the opportunity to share your websites or your social media accounts. Where can people find you? Um, I do not have a web. I used to have a website, but um, I wasn't using it as much as I thought I would. So I shut it down. Um, I do have a Facebook page, um, Katie Campolongo. Uh, psychic medium, I believe is what it says. Um, there's my Facebook page. Uh, my email is katiecamplongo at gmail.com. And it's K-A-T-Y-C-A-M-P-O-L-O-N-G-O at gmail.com. Um, so anyone can email me um, with any questions or anything they would like if they wanted a reading or, or anything really. Um, and I can I'm always good at giving advice. So, you know, just drop me a line if you got a question. And um, that's those are the two, my two um, main contacts for getting okay. in touch with me at this point in time. Yep, lovely. And how about yourself, Lisa? Yes, thank you for that. Um, I have got a, a Facebook page. I haven't got a website at the moment, um, but I have a Facebook page called Rainbow Room Readings. And uh, you can find me on, on the Facebook with that. But I also run the spiritual group, which is my little church. And that's called White Feather Spiritual Church Angus. Um, so I, you can look on Facebook for both of those. Um, my email address is rainbowroomreadings at gmail.com. Um, and, and like Katie, by all means, just drop me a line if you've got a question or if you just would like a reading or anything really the same, anything I can help out, um, please do that. On the White Feather group, we have a Zoom service once a month, and that's normally about the third week of, of the month. Um, just have a look on there and it's free to join and you can have a, um, we have sort of um, various mediums that come and join us just to sort of show their show their skills and sort of connect with spirit. So um, look forward to sort of hearing from you all. Thanks very much for that, Laura. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And I just want to thank you girls both for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I've loved spending this time with you. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you, Laura. We enjoyed it. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye.